This podcast is brought to you by Cohen Tire. This is the Observer Reporter High School Football Podcast. Welcome to the Observer Reporter High School Football Preview Show. I am sports editor Chris Dugan. Joining me, high school beat writer Luke Campbell, assistant sports editor Joe Toscano, and we're going to preview some games in week two. Although some teams are playing game number three, it's called week two of the high school football season. Um, but first, Luke and Joe, let's let's play a little game here. There are 10 undefeated teams in the OR coverage area. That's 10 out of 22 are still undefeated. There's four teams that are 1-0, started last week with wins. Bell Vernon, Burgettstown, Carmichael's, and Washington won with a big win over a pretty good Charleroi team. There are six teams that are 2-0. California, which routed... Uh, Fort Cherry, that was pretty easy, wouldn't you say, Luke? Yeah, Forty-nine, nothing. I would clarify that as pretty easy. Yeah. I don't think anybody really expected that. Best Center is off to a two and zero start. Had a win over Class AAA Yawk last week. That was a pretty good win for the Bulldogs. And I said it in our preview show: don't sleep on Best Center. I had a feeling that they were going to be a pretty good team this year. And of course, South Fayette is off to a two and zero start. Lions have only given up six points in two games, and they're known. For uh, for their offense, but they play pretty good defense this year. Now the other three teams that are unbeaten at 2-0 and are Canna McMillan and Peters Township. The two local 6A teams are off the 2-0 and starts. And West Green is 2-0. and And that has brought us to Kennedy Field here at West Green High School to record this show. We, we're going to talk to Pioneers head coach Rod Huffman. And we'll have some video extras with some players from West Green setting up their game against Mapletown this week in the Tri-County South. Now, Joe, I'm going I'm to ask you a question. You can give me an, uh, an answer here. When was the last time that Cannon McMillan, Peters Township, and West Green, those three football teams, all started the season with 2-0 and records? Well, my guess would probably be when uh, Rodney Wilson played for West Green back in the <laughs> early 90s. And I believe that was the years that Cathal uh, was the coach at uh, Peters Township. And... Uh, uh, Cannon McMillan was... Cannon uh, McMillan was so-so. So-so. So I'm going to well, say early 90s. Uh, early 90s? Well, you're wrong. Any other guesses? <laughs> I'm going to go with never. <laughs> <laughs> never is the correct answer. <laughs> Cannon McMillan... Peters Township and West Green have never been 2-0 in the same season. And that goes all the way back. We did some research. goes all the way back to, I think it was about 1963 when Peters Township restarted its program. So since the early 1960s, you never had Cannon McMillan, Peters Township, West Green all off the 2-0 starts. Now, those 2-0 starts, somewhat surprising because Cannon McMillan had to upset a Hempfield team last week that everybody sort of had ranked in the top 10 in 6A, maybe as high as 6th I've seen Hemfield ranked. Yeah. And Cannon McMillan, you might as well call those guys the cardiac kids because huh. they're 2-0 and they've scored a winning touchdown uh, coming from behind and scoring in the last two minutes of each game to beat Kiske and Hemfield. Yeah, and uh, Jonathan Kincaid threw the touchdown pass. The previous week, this week, it was Trey Lewis who hit uh, great in uh, picnic with a 10-yarder in the fourth quarter for a 33-28 win. 
They obviously benefited by Hemfield losing their quarterback, one of the better ones in the WPIL, and Justin Slowoski. Yeah, but, but I, th- I think Cannon McMillan was winning that game when I, he got I was hurt. Just so. going to say they were they were up when he went out, and and uh, good for them. The two and zero start has to have people in Cannonsburg pretty happy. And and Peter Township had a good win at home last week, uh, defeated the Seneca Valley team that was in the WPIAL 6A championship game last year. So Peters is off to a 2-0 start with wins over Seneca Valley and Chartier's Houston. The Indians have a big game this week. They're 6A Southeastern Conference opener at home against Bethel Park. It's nice to start the season with three straight home games if you're... Yeah, and it's also nice to start three straight home games with Jake Cortez as your as your quarterback, and he threw the touchdown pass in the fourth quarter to Josh Casilli for the, for that win over Seneca Valley, and as long as he's there, they have a chance to win. Yeah, that's going to be a good game this Friday night in McMurray, Peters Township hosting Bethel Park. Now West Green, two and zero for the first time in. Long time. Long time. <laughs> Ever. Okay. West Green will be playing Mapletown at Mapletown. Mapletown sort of a, you know what you're going to get when you play Mapletown. You're going to get Dylan Rush running the ball about 37, 40, 42 times. Last week he ran 37 times for more than 300 yards, six touchdowns, and a 42-14 win over Cornell. That was a non-conference game. And uh, this week it's it, Dylan uh, Rush, he needs uh, – 82 yards, I believe it is, to break the school's single-season rushing record. That was set by Derek Bonna. And at one time, that his 47.93, I think it was, was the whippy old record. Yeah, and not only that, here, how about this statistic for West Green? West Green, is in their first two games, have scored 99 points. They beat Avella 53-7 and Bentworth 46-13. And those two games, those 99 points, those are more points right now than the 2013, 2014, and 2015 teams scored in a season. So they're already ahead of them there. And they had to wait till the seventh game last year to reach 99 points or eclipse 99 points. Yeah. So, and, and the way they're doing it, it's, it's unlike what Mapletown's doing. You don't know who's going to touch the ball with Zach Pettit, with... Um, ben, ben Jackson, Jackson at running back. I mean, and they, they've thrown the ball too a little bit. That, the diversity on offense is what is making West Green into. I hate to toot my own horn, but a playoff team. Like I said in the, in the first show that we had, um, since since the first time since nine, 1993. Yeah, we, we talked to uh, Rod Huffman, the head coach of West Green. Got a little preview of the game against Mapletown. Let's hear what he had to say. Hi, I'm Joe Toscano, assistant sports editor, and uh, with me is uh, sports writer Luke Campbell and uh, West Green head football coach Rod Huffman. And coach, uh, you have a big game tonight with Mapletown, and can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you see in them and and how you stop uh, someone like a Dylan Rush? Well, uh, we hope to contain Dylan Rush. We nobody nobody stops him. He's he's going to get his yards. But we hope to, uh, you know, keep him bottled up as much as we can and make them go to other aspects of their offense to beat us. Now, you're off to a 2-0 start, and uh, uh, I believe that's the first time that's happened in, in quite some time. Can you talk a little bit about the buzz in the school over, over this uh, and, and, you know, what you're hearing and seeing from, from the community as well? 
Well, I think uh, everybody's excited for us. I've got a lot of congratulatory notes and stuff, uh, Facebook stuff, and but uh, you know, it boils down to. Uh, We've put in the time. It's time for us to start being successful. Uh, we've run the gauntlet through the process, so to speak, and and uh, our kids are are you know mature now to the fact that uh, they've been playing since they were freshmen, the majority of them, and uh, plus back in junior high they were very successful coming through. So we're just blessed blessed with a lot of good athletes right now, and. Uh, yeah, we look forward to the rest of the season just to see how it all pans out. Rodney, we talked earlier in the season, um, prior to the season even kicking off, about just the growing pains and everything like that. When you took over as head coach in 2015, you guys didn't win a game, and, and you mentioned how all these kids were starting when they were freshmen and, and sophomores and everything like that. Tell me a little bit about, you know, maybe not necessarily what that season did, but, you know, this this whole growing process and growing West Green football and and as a whole, just, you know, making this team kind of what it is today? Well, I think it's more it's more the athletes than it is anything I've done. Uh, they've come alongside and they've bought into what we're trying to teach here. And, uh, you know, basically they've grown up under fire. And when you do that, you know, you, you got to take your lumps. And that's a hard, hard way to go. But... Uh, we just weren't deep enough, uh, and like I say, they've come along, and they've matured, and they're seeing the fruits of their work now. So, Well, you guys haven't made the playoffs since 1993, and obviously you were an assistant coach before becoming the head coach here. So you've been with these kids, you know, most of the way up. How good is it as a coach to see, you know, a 2-0 start, see, see the improvement right in front of your own eyes? Oh, it's a real blessing because uh, – you, you start, you know, I never got frustrated because I knew I've come from other programs that started, actually two, two programs that started from scratch. And uh, like I say, it's a process. And I, I knew what it was going to be, to uh, what we had to go through before we could really start reaping rewards. And uh, the kids, like I say, we were just blessed with a, a super-duper group of talented athletes that are willing to to put the time in and work hard and our coaching staff uh, puts them in situations and, and with game plans and whatnot that uh, we've been very successful coming out of the shoot and we just hope to carry that on. We're back at the Observer Reporter High School Football Preview Show. We're sponsored by our friends at Cohen Tire Company that's off of Chestnut Street in Washington. Luke, when you look at this week's games, which ones do you feel like are pretty good matchups? The one that I have my eye on is Peters Township Bethel Park. Peters Township lost to Bethel Park 28-7 last year, um, and Bethel Park pulled probably the maybe the, even the upset of the entire Whippeal um, last week when they beat North Allegheny 35-15, and they were able to do it strictly on the running game. Um, as a team, 348 yards on 50 carries. That's almost averaging seven yards per carry against NA. That's something that, that you don't see too often, especially North Allegheny. How many times have we seen them in Heinz Field or, or even further uh, over these past couple years? But, but the key really is stopping Tanner Volpatti. 17 carries, 141 yards. Uh, John Delano also had eight carries for 143 yards against the Tigers um, last Friday night. So really it's going to come down to stopping that Bethel Park run game for Peters to, to 
be three and zero, I guess, on on the season. Now, Joe, last week I, on this show, I was raving about what good matchups we had. I was talking about Ringgold and Greensburg Salem being a terrific game. I was talking about California and Fort Cherry being a terrific game. Both of those games ended up being blowouts. So you really, I guess we never really know what's going to happen until they tee the ball up. What games do you have circled this week as good games? Well, I'm going to stay in 6A, and, and uh, even though it's a non-conference game, Canna McMillan at Penn Hills. If Canna McMillan goes to 3-0, and they got to stop a tank. Tank Smith, who ran for 128 yards and three touchdowns, last week in a, a 54-21 win over Butler for Penn Hills. Um, you know, the, the, those first two weeks you were thinking whether Cannon Mac had to be the underdog in those games and they came out ahead. We'll see if they can do it again. I'll tell you, a game that I find interesting is a non-conference game between Bishop Canavan and Burgettstown. That game is going to be at Hill Memorial Stadium in Burgettstown. Burgettstown started the season last week at Frazier. I thought that might be a close game. Burgettstown gets three returns for touchdowns. A kickoff return, punt return, and an interception return. Two of those by Ryan Lounder. They roll over Frazier 35-6, I believe it was. It was 35-0 before halftime. And this will be a good test. Canavan was a good team last year. Should probably be good again this year. That This is going to be a good measuring stick for Burgettstown, I think. And Burgettstown lost to Canavan last year, 31-15. Uh, Canavan's first game of the year. They're actually, a, I guess you want to consider it a short week. Uh, they played Clareton on Saturday. They lost 32 to nothing. But but, but r- really, what can you learn from that? Exactly. Again, you know, everybody loses to Clareton in the regular season. So. <laughs> yeah. A uh, c- couple other games I think are pretty interesting. Best center goes to Frazier. Here I am thinking that Frazier might be decent again, even though they're 0-2. But I think that's an interesting test for best center. We're going to find out just how good they are on the road. A uh, couple other games. One of, them, one of them that I don't expect to be a measuring stick, but I find interesting. California's playing at Avella. California's averaging 58 points a game. We're going to see if that goes up or down. <laughs> you know, another game, too, that I'm going to be interested in watching is Trinity at Thomas Jefferson. Last week, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people... Some, give, give some props to the Hillers. Right. Yeah. No one thought they were going to be that close, and then and they came they, down. They led that game at West Mifflin. Now, this is a West Mifflin team that some people were thinking, well, they, they could play with TJ for first place in the Big Nine right. Conference. And here, Trinity goes to West Mifflin and leads for stretches of that game. Right. And, and at the end and of the they game... they had the ball at the end. They had the ball at the end. And a chance to win. And an interception ended the, the chances, but... Boy, you got to look at them and say, that's a pretty good job. Uh, I'd like the job that uh, John Miller has done as coach of the Hillers. And one thing about Trinity is they don't have a whole lot of depth, which could hurt them in 4A. But they had, there are 11 guys that they're putting out on the field. They're pretty good football players yes. and experienced players. And as long as Curley, Joey Curley stays healthy at tailback, they've got a shot. Okay. We're going to play one more little game here. Total number of carries that Dylan Rush has in the game against West Green. Well, it's gonna it's gonna be a close game, I think. I think that, um, as Rod mentioned earlier, that Mapletown is gonna feed him constantly, and that's that's no secret. And West Green's probably not gonna stop him. It's about slowing him down, containing him, so his 
10 to 15 yard runs, stay at 10 to 15 yard r- yards and not go to 69, 80, 100. Well, with that thinking, then he'd have, a lot, he'd have more carries because he's not reaching the end zone. I, th- I think a comfortable number for him, and I'll sit at 35. Okay. Uh, over or under 35 carries? Over. 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 Okay. I'm going to say 41. 41, okay. 41, because they'll probably get 50 plays, and I think 41 of the 50 plays will well, that, w- that wouldn't be a career high, 41. That does it for this week's Observer Reporter High School Football Preview Show, sponsored by Cohen Tire Company of Washington. Join us next week, and we'll find out if over or under 35.